listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 260. This episode is sponsored by Camp Time Out. Are you coming with us? We've been talking about all these amazing trips that we're doing. And Ooh, now's your chance. Camp. People, somebody asked us a question today, getting ready for our Q&A episode of like, what are your guys' recommendations for camping and like <laughs> meditation retreats? Well, we have one for you. Camp Time Out. Well, today is your lucky day. Today is your lucky day. So Labor Day weekend, come hang out with us in Deckers, Colorado. It's only, it's less than two hours from the Denver airport. Go to camptimeout.com forward slash A-U-G, like the first letters of the month of August. And we'll that? pop right up. Or if you just go to camptimeout.com and click on Colorado Camp, that's us. It's going to be so fun. Oh, so great. I'm so I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. It's I just think I'm going to learn how to macrame and then okay. teach everyone I how to macrame. It's just like that. giant friendship bracelets that people send, sell on Etsy for like $500. I'm down with that. Macrame is like where you hang stuff on the wall. It looks like an old school 70s Exactly, but it's like coming back now. It's totally coming back. So if you already know how to macrame, let me know, and you can teach me at Camp Time Out. Join us at Camp Time Out. And we're going to have a photographer, a yoga instructor. We'll be fresh out of the game, so we'll have plenty to talk about. We're going to do a recording. We're going to have a party. We're We're going to eat s'mores. There's going to be open bar. Yeah, I won't pass out too early in the evening. Not from drinking, but from being tired. Just from and being, being around people. And being around people. So, yeah. But join it's okay us. if you want to. You yeah. can go to bed whenever you want. No judgment. No, no judgment pressure. You, you guys can participate. If all you want to do is like dip your toes in the pond for three straight days and like be tangentially aware of what's going on around you, this is your weekend. Tangentially aware. So, go to camptimeout.com, sign up. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Just come with us and sit on a log. <laughs> the best marketing pitch I've ever heard, frankly. <laughs> Sit on a log with Joy and Claire. So we had a ton of questions this week. We decided to do a Q&A episode and you guys really showed up for the questions. I'm very proud of y'all. The and first, they were interesting questions were too. really good questions. No one asked what to eat before an early morning workout. Well done. I'm so well proud of you guys. Done, You've learned everyone. well. You, yes, and if you're sitting here thinking like, oh man, I meant to ask that question and now you're embarrassed. I'm, I apologize. Go back and listen to so many of our previous episodes. I feel like when I'm reading some of these questions, I'm like, it's it's a little endearing when we see the questions come up again and again. Yeah. Because five years down the road, there's always going to be people who are not listening to the first Which 100 like. episodes. Yeah. So there's part of me that's like, oh, awesome. Let's, like, let's talk about how we let's met. Let's talk about how we met again. Yeah. If you haven't listened let's to the first episode. Let's talk about pre-workout. Let's talk about yeah. vitamins. Why not? Because you guys, if you still have the questions, that means they're not being answered out there in the great yeah, world. It means we and still we need to talk about this. Would rather you come to us for answers. Yes, because we because we're the, ex- are the experts, tr- <laughs> the, the true trusted, experts, the trusted source <laughs> on all things. So let's start with a real serious one. Okay. Um, actually, it's not serious, but it's and I don't mean to like bash this one. Okay, real quick patootie. though, but to truly answer that question, we met because we were going to the same CrossFit gym. Yes. Put Super that, straightforward let's put answer. That so baby that's bad. To bed. Very straightforward answer. <laughs> we went to the same CrossFit gym. Uh-huh. Um, Janine asks, which is Claire's favorite Harry Potter book? Oh, that's a good question, Janine. And is her favorite of the movies the same? Ooh, another excellent follow up question. And we have a third follow up, but I'll let you answer. Okay. That's a hard question. Oh, man. We're going to be here all night. We are. Claire, Little did you know, yeah. this whole episode is now about my favorite Claire's Harry Potter book. Sweating. My favorite Harry Potter book is probably the um, sixth one. I'm thinking hard about this. The Half-Blood Prince. Veins are popping out of her head. But it's not my favorite movie. The reason it's my favorite book is because you get a ton of backstory of Voldemort's life Mm -hmm. that you don't get in the movie. And it also contains my favorite chapter, which is when the um, wizarding minister minister of magic um, visits the... Muggle Prime Minister in Britain, and it's a very one. It's a great scene, and they don't have it in the movie. But anyway, and you get like a whole backstory on Voldemort's lineage. It's just very, very well done. It like ties a lot of loose ends together. I really, really like it. Okay, my favorite movie probably is The Order of the Phoenix because I think it has the most interesting characters. Like you get a lot of you get a lot of good character development in that All one. All right, okay. How and many, I, how I many times estimate have you seen it? Oh, it's impossible to say. Okay. It's, because the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist <laughs> because I frequently will sit down and watch part of it. Uh-huh. So it's sort of hard to say, like, how many times have you seen it? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Just, like, had, kind of, it's, it's, like, in the, it's in the background. It's in, it's like the background of my life. Rotate, the Harry rotation. Potter movies. Yeah. 
Background rotation movies are the best. They are the best. Oh, I just love what that. What are your favorite background rotation movies? Devil Wears Prada, for Ooh, sure. 27 Dresses. I've never seen that yeah. one. Oh! Let's go watch it. We're end, end of episode. We're going to go watch it right now. It's so good. Yeah. 27 Dresses is so great. Um, what's another really good one? I love... Uh, Oh, shoot. What's the one? Ashley Judd. It's going to drive me crazy. Someone like you. Oh. So good. Yeah. Any uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's a crazy movie. Oh, mean Girls, of course. I don't I do not do that with Mean Girls as much because I really need to respect the time with yeah, Mean Girls. Yeah, me like, too. I need to set some time aside and like really watch that one. Um, and I've also started doing it with Sisters. Like That movie is movie. just so great. Anything Tina with Faith. Tina. And then, she, okay, so Janine has a follow-up with Joy. Have you started reading them yet? The answer is no. Just so maybe we need it on to Audible. Okay. Because the what, narrator... I don't even know where to start. Where the, do I sit? Just first one? First book. Okay. Start with the first book. Start at the very beginning. <laughs> start at the end. Like, you know how... Just backwards. start at the very beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just listen to the, the words of Julie Andrews. Okay. Actually, Rogers and Hammerstein, I think, wrote that Sure. I think of Alice in Wonderland where he's like, start at the beginning and when you get to the end, stop. <laughs> Mad Hatter. Sorry. Done. Um... Start at the beginning. The I will, and I think I said this in the last podcast. Think about the first three books as like the prequel, and then the fourth book is truly where like the it gets good. Okay. So right. the first three books are truly like young, like teen books. Okay. And then in the fourth book, it starts to get more interesting. But the narrator is wonderful. Okay. You will I've really heard a lot. He, yeah, you this will is enjoy. All I've him. heard about him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. No, that's it. Oh, you have another question? I, no, I don't have a follow-up. Let's just get like some fun ones out of the way. Okay, get some fun ones. Go. What state would you like to visit that you haven't visited yet and why? Mm. I would pick Montana because mm-hmm. I want to go to um, Glacier National Park. And you guys are going to be like, it's not in Montana. I'm pretty sure it's in Montana. No, I've been to Montana. Shoot. I want to go to Montana again. Um, Okay, let me think again because I've already been to Montana. When did you go to Montana? For a wedding, so it like didn't really feel like we were there because we just sort of like got there to the wedding and then left. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My best friend uh, lives in. Le- or, I was gonna say mine is Louisiana. Now I just gave it away. Um, Montana. So I've been there. It's beautiful. You never been just to Louisiana? A- no. You ever been to New Orleans? No. <gasps> Which is what way? You would love I know. it. Oh, so we should go. List. Yeah. Let's do we it. We should do a girls who watch in New Orleans. Which also somebody asked like, would you ever do a road tour? I don't think we do a literal road tour because so much time in the car. So Although, much time. We could use that time to listen to Harry Potter on tape. We absolutely could. So a lot of people have messaged us and me like, would you do a road trip here? Would you do this yeah. there? And like, here's look. If someone was to sponsor a Girls Gone Wild road trip, and you guys are right. you know out there, and you have Please like keep some, in mind. if you have like some trucks that you want, or you know like a, if you have like a, a camper tiny home, yeah, that we could tow. Like, yeah, donate like a it for van. a week and we'll maybe do it but i mean Keep in it's mind, just we have real lives and jobs <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like i would love to do that right but uh if you're gonna give me like a campaign mega bus with me yeah, and joy space on the side we sure. will come to your gym 100 percent. but I, I just don't oh, we like, have to go to new orleans you yeah. love it yeah all right so that's that's mine. where we're going next year okay done good no you don't know yet um where do i want to go alaska I want to okay. go to Alaska. I haven't been. Okay. I even planned a trip there once, and then I had to um, cancel it. Okay. Where are you on this list here so I can catch? Oh, I'm this is from pop, Instagram. I'm bobbing okay. around. I'm on Instagram. Okay. Claire, where have been your favorite rafting places? Joy, too, if you have any. Have you ever been rafting? Just near my parents' house in Salida. Salida's a good spot. Okay, great. <laughs> um, My favorite place that I've been rafting, Utah, anywhere in, I mean, the Colorado River in Utah, you really can't beat the Red Rock formations. Um. The San Juan above Mexican hat is so beautiful. It's not, it's like a multi-day trip. It's not like crazy rapids or anything, which is so beautiful. Westwater, which is like just on the Colorado, Utah border is beautiful. Most of my rafting has been on the Colorado River in Utah, and I really would recommend any of it. Okay. We had a bunch of people ask about missing workouts. How do you handle it? And I, and we have talked about this a lot, but clearly this is still a big weighing on people heavily. So let's dive in. Okay. Okay. Some form of how do you handle your, your mental talk when you can't make it to the gym as often as you want? We also heard how do you forgive yourself if you miss workouts? How do you um, – I think one of the very first questions like really stuck with me, which was – How do you guys get over skipping a workout, whether it's just to give your body a rest or you're just too busy from yeah. Jess? Adventures by Jess. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking so much about this. Well, and, and I, I think this also goes with another theme that we had, which was somebody asked, how do you suppress food guilt? Mm-hmm. I think this all kind of yeah. goes so, together. So let me let me do a little bit of like, a, let's unpack this for just a moment. Let's. Is 
I think because Claire and I have done so much processing on our own, um, and we really want to be advocates for not focusing on this stuff. After that post, so Claire did a really good post last week about, and you, you're going to talk about this because we have to, because <laughs> the, re- the response was like just blowing up, is um, Claire did a post about just being like, I just don't care to be lean. And the post was just so, it, it hit a nerve with people and it was so impactful that it made me realize, I was like, wow, just because you and I have like decided to kind of yeah. be like, we're just kind of over this and we don't want to talk about this anymore. doesn't mean like everyone else is over it and doesn't want to talk about it. So I think it's important that we keep talking about it. And that's kind right. of the conclusion I came to is like, okay, we can't just ignore this just because we're like, we're not going to be a platform for talking about body image and diet. But I'm like, uh, and this is something that a lot of people need to talk about. Right. And, and if process. we aren't going to talk about it, people are going go to other go to other people who are... You're going to go to the wrong sources. Wrong sources. And wrong people. And you're going to keep listening to, you know, diet yeah. culture crap. So, um, so I'm going to answer this and start with, how do you guys get over skipping a workout? Whether it's to give your body a rest or you're just too busy. So this just implies that you're really feeling guilty if you skip a workout, right? right. And the culture has been as such as that we have to work out. No, hashtag no rest days. Hashtag no rest days. Like that still kind of exists. And that we're really infiltrated with workouts, diets, it's just in our faces 24-7. So um, I, there's no simple answer to this other than it really is a personal journey of deciding that you're probably doing too much anyway. And that by feeling guilty for quote unquote skipping a workout is something that's like you feel this pressure that you have to do a certain amount of workouts a week or what have you. The lesson that I've come to is it just like your, your like your post, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. And by that, I mean, if I miss a workout now, who the hell cares? Like I was in San Francisco all last week. Two years ago, I would have been packing gym clothes. I would have been working out and trying to find a CrossFit gym or maybe trying to go to like someone was like, you should try to go to Soul Cycle. It was like a little, it was just around the corner from where I was staying. And it really was, it would have been so easy to go. And I was like, oh, that would have been so fun. But I just didn't want to. And, right. and now, if you do seek that out, it's because like, oh, it's oh, fun. Sounds I fun. love SoulCycle, but, but not I, like you're filled with I guilt wasn't, out. Yeah. And it used to come from that place of like anxiety that I needed to work out. Yeah. I did the same thing in Iceland could have cared less whether or not we did workouts and we planned it that way because we're like right. we're going to be walking around all day, walk 10 miles a day and I don't even care about like do, spending an hour to do a workout where I could be seeing a beautiful country are you yeah. kidding me so so I don't I don't think I want to do justice by saying like I I understand that you're probably in that space of like feeling pressure so I would encourage you to kind of take whenever you feel like you have to like something happens, life happens and you skip workout. I want you to do like the mental work to just be like, I'm moving on and I'll just, the next workout's going to come when it comes. And most of the people who are worried about skipping workouts are the people who don't need to worry about skipping workouts. Totally. I think for me, the answer has been like you, and I, I forget who brought this up the first time in the podcast, but it has really infiltrated the way I think about life. It's like, you just need to take a step back. What's the bigger picture. And 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 the why remember and what's the why right like why does it matter what's this one workout yeah you know in the scheme of your life what is one workout mm-hmm. in the scheme of your life what is a rest day what is a rest week what is a month out of mm-hmm. the gym you know you're not going to look back on those you're not going to look back and like regret missing a workout yeah so i went the conference i went to um there was this amazing speaker and to kind of just whittle it down to like one point because i don't want to get into it but he talked a lot about telling your life narrative and so the exercises that we were going through was like asking yourself that why and just keep distilling it down to the why and the purpose of what why that's important to you so like when you think of being like the moments where you felt guilty for working out do does something come to mind for you like for not working out yeah for not working out sorry yeah 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 I think like back when I was I still sometimes like not yeah. maybe not guilty, but I definitely have that like should voice in my head like I don't mm-hmm. know you should really go work out and I've mm-hmm. just gotten so used to being like no shut up voice, mm-hmm. but I think I definitely felt that a lot when I was pregnant with Miles mm-hmm. and I was so tired all the time and but it was like no hashtag fit pregnancy like go work out see so it's like that that culture piece that kind of gets in your way so I would just keep 
distilling it down to like, what is it that's really making you feel like you need to work out? And and Trust. even I, I feel like also I want to say like the examples that we've given so far as like traveling or pregnancy, like those are clear examples of times when like you could quote unquote justify it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be like you're tired. You had a crappy day at work. You just for no reason don't feel like going to work out. That's fine. That's totally just don't fine. go. Yeah. We're, and I think the biggest thing it comes down to for me is like I started doing CrossFit because it was fun. Yeah. And I w- only want to keep doing it if it's still fun. Mm-hmm. I pay a crap ton of money to do it. I yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I want to get better. I want to be fit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my goal is to be 90 years old, all my joints working, able to not be on any medication, live independently. And like if I miss a week of workouts now, that does not severely impact that goal. Right. If you were a games athlete, okay, maybe missing that workout is going to like impact your and that's what immediate future. We have too much in our but you are not, a, you are Forefront unlikely are yeah. you a games athlete. Yeah. And you just need to remind yourself of that. And I feel like we've talked about that too of like, you have, like, uh, there comes a point where you just have to have a reality check. Mm-hmm. Be like, I am just not that big of a deal. <laughs> just not that big of a deal. That I and need to work out that much. And like, like, not just that, but like Joy said, like, it's just not a big deal. Like, no. that's not just that you, you know, that you as an athlete, like, don't need it, but like, CrossFit is just not that big of a deal. It's really not. And, The other thing I think of is like, go back to thinking of when you first started working out. Like for some of us, it's a long time ago. But before even CrossFit, like like before, like let's take it back. Let's take it way back to when you first started working out. What was the reason? Everybody just take a moment. Think about the first time that you started really getting into a fitness routine. And what was the reason why you started and if it was for a negative reason or if you were doing it because everyone else was doing it, like just think about that. And I think there's times when we forget that we're doing it for different reasons now, but we hold on to that first time that we started and be like, I got to do it for, I got to beat everyone else or I got to do it. Like I used to be like, well, everyone else is doing more than me. So I got to do more. Like I just, the tapes in my head were so weird. Yeah. And so I think we, we really don't go back to the beginning and think like, oh, wow, that's really changed and like see how far you've come. Maybe it's changed for the better. Maybe it's changed for the worse. But um, I think we just get so autopilot um, for the reasons of why we're working out. And so I, I think it's just yeah. it's something that I think is a really important topic to, topic to keep addressing because things change. But um Gosh, when we got a couple of the questions around the same thing of just like, how do you feel? How do you deal with guilt? Or how do you deal with whatever yeah. um, it, around guilt? It's like, oh my gosh, this is still I just, here. I don't feel guilty anymore, I which don't. is amazing. I don't either. Yeah. And I, I just truly like have gotten to a place where, and I think it's also like you just have to live through it. Like you have to take a week off and realize like I'm yes. still the same person. That's the thing is I would encourage every single person to take like if you have a vacation coming up don't like you fine bring workout clothes if you need to but like don't plan to like go to a gym to work out right unless it's like whatever like maybe once the whole time but don't focus your whole trip on like finding the closest gym don't like stress because you can't you know get into your don't your hotel do it. gym every morning or don't whatever do it. just does it or maybe like you have a week coming up Here's, where you know you're gonna have a big week at work or yeah go ahead and yes no. no I was just thinking like the reason people do that too is because they think they're going on vacation so they have to work out because they have to exchange for all the food they're gonna eat on vacation yeah. and that's not healthy either. it's not true you don't no. have to earn the food you eat you really don't um yeah no, so I like don't. you really just have to do it a couple of times and like let loose you know loosen your grip stop white knuckling your workout routine and live through it and realize like wow I can go a couple of weeks or a couple of days or even a couple of weeks and I'm still the same person. Yeah. My fitness doesn't dissolve because I stopped looking at it for one second and like Crest will always be there. You are not going to lose your fitness because you stop thinking about it. No. Like it's not like a like puppy. Like if you stop paying attention to it, it's not going to wander away. No. It will always be there. And I can say just from personal experience, I know this is like N equals one, but the past month has been super busy with traveling and I haven't worked out. I've been like in out of my routine. I've just been walking a lot and kind of like enjoying life. I've never felt better. Like my body was really starting to break down. Um, I was getting like super lingering soreness and I'm like, this is just not good. Like my body's clearly telling telling me something. So you guys just chill out. Okay. Also... Then a branch off of that. How do you guys suppress food, food guilt? guilt? So this question came up. The word that really jumped out to me was suppress. And I think, first of all, like 
that's just not how I think about it. Once again, like I am at the, I've gotten to the point where I don't feel guilty about my food choices because I know that I'm making, first of all, again, one meal is not going to make or break my fitness and my life and my health. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have a serious food allergy. So obviously if you're celiac or something like that could be different for you. But in general, food guilt for me does not exist because I don't treat food as a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when I eat something, I just own the fact that I'm choosing it. Like, you know, I if I'm going to sit down, first of all, I have gotten also to the point where I don't sit down and like eat a pizza mm -hmm. or eat a you know a pint of ice cream because I don't feel like I need it because right. I don't feel restricted in yeah. my life yeah so I that make takes a lot of practice and I does. would encourage people to really think about that a lot and just to start practice I mean it it is not overnight it takes no. a long time it takes a long time and I think I mean we've talked about this a ton like I think I'm really lucky that I didn't start this journey with mm -hmm. a lot of lingering food issues like yeah. a lot of people did or do or have but at the end of the day like I really truly am at the point and this can kind of launch into my post about being lean. We're like, I just don't feel food guilt because I just own the fact that like, this is what I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. And if I accept and like am co cognizant of what, you know, I'm choosing this food, I'm putting in my body, no big freaking deal. I either know that this is going to nourish me or I own the fact that this is not the best choice that, I'm, that I could make for my health, which is also fine mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then like, guilt doesn't even have an avenue right there's no point where i'm like i feel like in order to be guilty of something or to feel guilty there has to be a an element of like almost self-deception yeah of like like i feel like what i do still feel like have guilt around sometimes it's like buyer's remorse or something like i'll spend money and i'm like oh man like i really shouldn't have spent that money yeah and i like go to check my bank account and i'm like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how i feel people still feel around food sure yeah. So I can still like imagine being there, but it's like, just, just own it. Yeah. So the thing too with, um, I, I feel like this, you know, very small question is a big question or very, very really short, question. short sentence, big question, very complex answer. But, um, what I will say is that you really, it takes years depending. I don't know really anything about your history. I don't know anything about, you know, where you come from or what your food rules were growing up, but just keep this in mind. It takes us years to undo where we are, right? So who I am today has been developed for 40 years, my personality. So you have to understand that a habit that you want to break could take a really long time. We have to be patient with it and we have to fail and we have to try again and we just have to be mindful. And I think mindfulness is probably the biggest piece. And so try new things. You have to understand too, if, if you're in a cycle of binging and restriction, restricting, that is a, that's an endless loop to nowhere. So please, you know, do some research or I'm always going to advocate, talk, talk to a therapist if you feel like you can't do it on your own. I don't think many people can. I think you have to have a support group or at least people who have a healthy mindset around food to get through this. But suppressing food guilt is, you have to bring it to light first and foremost. So suppressing anything is kind of like putting it under the rug and not wanting to deal with it. So um, I would encourage you to talk more about it. And I mean, if that's, you know, with your best friend or someone that's close to you or a therapist, but I mean, suppressing something is like, is like I have to hide it or I have to be shameful about it. It brings like, on more guilt. It brings on more guilt. Yeah. So we're I, always going to be in this complex relationship with food because food has to be in our lives. And I think the rules that we that we were raised with is like, they can be pretty gnarly. And I, I will say even after kind of giving that simplistic answer of like, I don't suppress it because I don't have it. Like just last week, I was texting Joy of like, wow, I've been eating like, I just have not felt very good the last week or so. Like, yeah. I just haven't really wanted to eat good foods and so I, I know that like I just need to eat whatever my body wants but I mean I say that my body does not want like a cake like you know I just need to like ride this out mm -hmm. but yet still in the back of my mind there's like come on you know better than this like what the hell totally you know? and and like, quote unquote let's eat clean right like, come that on whole clean thing. up your diet yeah. like you know better than to eat like this and it's like I don't a couple of days of this yeah. is not going to give me diabetes yeah and I, all I needed was like that reality check of Joy just being like, nope, shut it down. And I was mm -hmm. like, you're right, shut it down. Like, but you still can, like, we still have those moments. It's just now I recognize it as being an 
irrational or un, unsustainable reaction of like, I just need to give this some air. I'm feeling this way. Nope. Shut it down. Yeah. Go do what you got to do. Yeah. And there's a lot of guides out there about intuitive eating. I think there's, that's a little bit, um, I don't want to say basic because I think there's a lot of really good resources out there about that. But I also think it's important to just learn how to be mindful. Um, the other thing I think about too, is whenever I'm like coming up against, cause I uh, listen, you guys, I'm, I deal with the same stuff every day. Like I have to choose foods and I'm like, you know, being like, what's, what's gonna make me feel better. Like that's truly what I, what I choose now is like, what's gonna make me feel, feel good when I eat it. Um, I, I will now think if I'm like, craving something that I know will be like a, I still, I still do believe in like a food with no breaks per Melissa Hartwig. Um, mm -hmm. That still comes to mind for me sometimes. Cause I do know that there's some things that kind of like um, push me into the lane of like mindless eating, yeah. um, which then leads to, I don't feel good. So that's kind of like how I equate it, but I'm not looking at it like, Oh, I can't have that. Like I would never say that I can't have that. It's just more of like, you have to be aware of those thoughts and feelings and, so I, I, was, I lost my train of thought about that too, but I was like, just thinking in terms of like, you have to be mindful that when you're going into something like this, if you want to take a pause and think about how the outcome is going to feel, that's what's been helpful for me is taking a pause and being like, if I ate, like there's times when I'll eat something and I'll be like, oh, I want some more of that. And I'll be like, but I'm feeling already full. Mm -hmm. So if I eat more of that, it's going to make me feel sick and I don't like that feeling. And so that's kind of the like the equation I go to of like, because sometimes obviously when we eat something, it's like delicious and we want more of it, you know, <laughs> so it's like, then I have to go, but the outcome of this, I will feel like crap and I really don't want to. All right. All right. Do you have any new marriage hacks? We had a lot of marriage hack questions. <laughs> um, someone asked a really good one about like traveling. I think yeah, it was um, Ashley. Ashley, yeah. Uh, hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Uh, traveling. Uh, so hacks when you're traveling not together. Yeah. Which I thought was really good because that's like, it's like, wow, my whole relationship has been that. Your whole marriage is my not traveling. My whole marriage has been, Scott, well, when we first started dating, he was traveling like four days out of the week. So we barely saw each other. Um, so... Honestly, I feel like if you do travel and you have space from your partner, mm -hmm. that actually is so good for your relationship. That's for us, though, because I'm someone who needs my space. I know partners who are like, oh, my gosh, I can't go a day without them. And I'm like, that's great. That works for you. But um, I think what's important is that we do schedule time to like go on dates and connect. It's like just like the normal routine that you would do. But the other thing that I had to realize is like when Scott used to call me when he was on trips, it would drive me up the freaking wall. I hate talking on the phone and it just never like I didn't feel he's not really good on the phone. He'd be like, hey, what? It was like the same thing every time. Like, and I would get so annoyed. Yeah, it's uh, seven o'clock. Cool. It's seven o'clock there. Awesome. What'd you do? I uh, worked. Okay. And it was just like this very shallow like. Right. Um, we rarely, you know, he was so busy that we rarely got to have like deep conversations. And so I would just get really annoyed on the phone. So that was one thing where I'm like, look, I can't do this like small talk on the phone. Like we're going to have to like figure something else out. Dri drives me nuts. So um, whether, you know, if you travel, if you travel and you're away from your spouse or your partner, or, um, you know, maybe you're in the military and you're you know deployed for a period of time. I think that you guys, you know, you have to find ways to connect with what that looks like for you. And um you know, that was something that Scott and I had to be really deliberate about, especially uh, throughout the beginnings of our marriage. And now he doesn't travel as much. And I'm always like, when are you going on your next trip? Because <laughs> we're so used to being apart when he's here all the time. Get out of I'm my like, space. Get out of here. I don't really have anything to add to that because Brandon okay. and I don't travel. Yes. Okay. Either together or apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, I just saw, saw one. Newborn hacks. I'm due in September and the whole lack of sleep thing is scaring me. I'm the type of person that needs my eight hours of sleep. I can totally relate to this. Sleep is my love language. I love sleep more than anything. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, everyone tells you this and you can't know what it means until you experience it. But it's very, very true. People say it's amazing how much you can accomplish on so little sleep. And what they mean by that is like after a couple of um, after a couple of days, like what you're probably imagining is that like when you were back in college and you would pull an all nighter and you felt like you were jet lagged for like days or if you've actually been jet lagged and it takes days to recover from. This is not like that. I don't I can't describe it except that very, very quickly your body adapts and just be ready for like the first week or even two weeks, you're not going to know what day it is. You're not going to know what time it is. You're not going to know which way is up. 
But after that, pretty quickly, it just stops being a big deal. I know that sounds very difficult to to like believe, but your body is amazing. It will adapt and it just stops being a big deal. Mm-hmm. Don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. Don't I've get me heard, wrong. I've like, heard mothers say that. Yeah. Like I've I heard had mothers a, say that. I had a job and it's so stupid. I had a job interview two weeks after Miles was born. It was a video interview and I, I made no sense. Yeah. I and remember that. I did not get the job. Yeah. And the guy like emailed me about it and I was like, can you give me some feedback on your interview? He's like, yeah, your answers just like weren't very cohesive. And I was like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, don't try to like answer questions about environmental policy <laughs> two weeks postpartum, but it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, marriage hacks for transitioning to parenthood. Just make your expectations very clear. You are going to have a lot of emotions that your husband was not going to have or understand. And don't assume anything about what your husband understands about your experience. Mm-hmm. Because his experience is going to be very, very different from yours. You are going to go, be going through a lot of things that he is not. And you are going to hate him for it. So speak up about that. If you are just like pissed because he is not bleeding... <laughs> Be like, this is stupid that I have to go through this and you don't. Yeah. And then just, and just like, like put it out just there. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be open yeah. about it because then. Oh, what he, was the moment when you were in the bathtub and you yeah, were like, oh. I was just crying. My milk came in oh. and it's pretty painful when your milk comes in or it can be. And I, it was like three in the morning. I'm sitting in like two inches of bath. Yeah. Oh no, what you're thinking of is a different one. Yeah. What was that one? I, well, the, there are two. I okay, mean, basically it just happened. There are a yeah, couple yeah, yeah. in the first couple of weeks. There's just a lot of like, li- like fluids happening. A lot of liquids. A lot of liquids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but and i was just and brandon came in and i was just like also granted i had ended up turned out i had severe postpartum depression yeah, which yeah yeah. D- yeah to take that with a grain of salt but i was like sitting in the bathroom crying just in the bathtub crying naked just like sitting in two inches of water my boobs are hard as rocks and not in like a fun katie or you know regina george's yeah, mom yeah. sort of way not boob job way. not boob job way and brandon's like are you okay? And I just look at him. <laughs> he just like walked away. You're like so head turns around in a circle. When you're thinking though, is that I was in the bathroom and I was like tore up from the floor up and I was yes, crying and Brandon was like, are you okay? And I was like, I just never expected to be like sobbing on the toilet sober. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't think this was going to happen. So I hope that didn't scare uh, you. No. The first couple weeks are life. a little bit painful, but yeah. just be super, super well, as open as you like can. Surprised yeah. and like, That's what the, thing, the hell? I, wish you know, that, like, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this because yeah. I wish that somebody had sat me down and been like, listen, postpartum is really hard. Like it's gnarly. It's not just like quote unquote baby blues. It's not just adjusting. Like you are physically very calm. Like you are exhausted. You are yeah. torn up. Probably you probably have stitches in places you never wanted to have stitches. Hurts to pee. It really hurts to poop. Yeah. I cried the first time. I felt like I had to go poop just because I was so scared. Oh, <laughs> I was like no, no, please no, 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 no. Um, Stay in there. Like your boobs hurt. Yeah. You're like just. I wish somebody had sat me down and been like those yeah. first couple of days are terrible. Right. They're so painful. Because all you see is like the royals popping out of the hospital with a perfect dress on being like, I look great and I feel great. She's got to be really in pain. Oh, poor thing. I legitimately like was so swollen. I couldn't even wear shoes out of the hospital. I just had to like shuffle out of the hospital in like my little sticky socks. Yeah. So be as open as you can with your partner because they don't have to go through any of that and you're going to hate them for it. And they want to just help and And they they don't know how to help. And you're like, I want you to go away, but I also want you to be here. So... Tell them what you need. Yeah. Be upfront with it. They're, don't assume. Don't assume they can't they, read your mind. Because yeah. they are having a very different experience from you. Yeah. And it's okay to hate them for that. Yeah. As long as you don't just let it smolder. And every time they say that they're like struggling with something, you're like, well, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. <laughs> how many stitches are between. Let me just tell you what I pushed out of my vag. And, and then we'll have parts. a talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times, guys. Motherhood's a magical journey. <laughs> Definitely have kids. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Should I talk about the lean thing? I'm like looking at our time. Yes, let's just do it because we have to like, we have to. Yeah. So I would say that this is like my biggest thing that it's like the, the sort of like last mustard's last stand Uh of expectations that I have for myself. Great hot dogs. Sorry. So good. Such good hot dogs. I'm pretty sure it's like a civil war reference. (laughs) Um, this is my last of like expectation, fitness and health expectations that I have for myself. It was pretty easy for me to give up diet expectations because I've never had crazy food issues. Mm -hmm. It was eventually I got to the point where I could give up my expectations about working out every single day. And 
really that got to the came to a point where I was like, I truly cannot work full time, have a husband in school, have a kid in full time daycare. You know, I was getting up guys at 430 in the morning to work out. It was bananas. Like I got to the point probably finally a year ago where I was like, this is not worth it. And I just let it go. And it was fine. And I didn't die. And nobody took away my like CrossFitter card. Nobody like came, the CrossFit van did not like come to my house and no. took me away. Greg Glassman so, didn't give you a personal phone which, call. Which, by the way, if we want to talk about people who don't look like they should be good at CrossFit, let's talk about Greg Glassman. For sure. You know, the guy is like 5'5", five, five, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Wa- had polio as a kid, walks with a limp, mm-hmm. like walks around in jeans and dirty t-shirts he's and backwards He's the epitome caps. of health to me because he's just living his life. He just does not give two Fs. He doesn't give two Fs. He's yeah. like... Super he's gives no healthy. Ass. He's yep. just like, I'm living my life with my family. Exactly. I think that's the goal is like, yeah, not, uh, I don't know. Like, I just but that's what be I mean. healthy, like, live your life. It, you know, if you think about like, well, what does a CrossFitter look like? Well, the freaking founder of CrossFit walks with a limp mm-hmm. and, you know, looks like this crotchety old guy because mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. And I think I wouldn't that, say crotchety. I'd say uh, um, like he walked out of a, uh, I always forget the guy's name, concert, Parrot Head. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett concert. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I was a- eventually, you know, able to let go of the expectation of like working out every day or quote unquote, getting my body back or getting back to my workout routine or getting my old PRs. But with that came the fact that I was, I had to accept that like, if I was okay, letting go of the control of my diet. And again, guys, like I'm not sitting over here eating crate like pancakes for breakfast no. every day or cake for dinner. Yeah, but that I would be my eat nourishing food, foods, but I don't so obsess good. over them. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, like pancakes would be migraines. I and I was able to let go the expectation of working out a certain number of times a week. I had to also accept that that meant that I was not going to be lean. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to be lean. I want to. I wanted to have muscles. I wanted to have abs. I wanted to like look at myself and think like I look like an athlete like I'm jacked I wanted other people to look at me and think that yeah and I finally got to the point where I was like I just am so tired of letting that take up space in my brain oh my god remember that crazy voice memo I did last year that's yeah. the exact time where I was like I'm so tired I'm tired I'm so tired I want to take a nap from and I was this. like here's the thing like when I look back on like times in my life where I've thought to myself like I have the body I want Mm -hmm. it was like maybe a three-month period (laughs) in like 2013 yeah where I was working out four to seven times a week yeah I was eating weight and measured zone Uh, I was getting tons of sleep yeah I was hydrating I had a job that wasn't super stressful my marriage was going really well like everything in my life was just like I was 24 like I had nothing to worry about. You had all the cards. I had all the cards lined up. And it was great. And I enjoyed it. But I can't compare 30-year-old mom, you know, new mom, stressed out Claire with 24-year-old, not a care in the world, lives down the street from the gym, Claire. Right. And I finally just got to the point where I was like, I just got to let that go. Yeah. I just don't care. And so I I wrote this poster. I was like, I give myself permission to just not give an F about being lean. Yeah. And it resonated. It really resonated. And and it's like, I want you guys to know though, that like, it's, it's not like, I haven't always felt that way and I haven't, it's pretty new. And like to this day, I will, I still have to pep talk myself of like, it's, you know what you see your reflection in the mirror. Like you're, you don't have whatever visibly muscular arms. Like, guess what? Nobody, but you cares. Nobody 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 (laughs) hashtag. Nobody cares. Cares. It's not. And if somebody does care, that's their shit that they're putting on you. They're projecting on you. Yes. Like never yeah. once in my life. And here's the thing too. Like I always get this anxiety coming up to the CrossFit games where I'm like, I want to go to the CrossFit games and I want to be like jacked. Yeah. 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 It's never going to happen, guys. Yeah. It's never going to happen. It's going to roll up with I'm gonna like. roll up and just be huge. Like <laughs> if I'm lucky, I'll like maybe get a spray tan for this event. <laughs> but like it's we, just not going to happen. We and can spray, spray tan some abs like that yeah. one. And do you want like, me to spray tan some you abs? I'm your eight no, no abs. But like, and even when I look back and I look at that body that I had when I'm, you know, was doing all those things. Even then, I picked. I could pick out flaws in myself. Even yeah. then, I felt like, oh, I don't have big enough arms, or I don't have big enough legs, or whatever. And it just like, no matter what shape my body is in, I have always found things to pick apart about it, and I'm just over it. So tiring. 
so it's tiring. so tiring and I'm just yeah. done I'm like what good what ha- good has that ever done me mm-hmm. what has that ever given me other than just pain and why do you think we do that I don't know because we love to suffer yeah but why like like I when just, we really let's let's do my my yeah. speaker guy that I'm like super inspired by right now is like if you just keep following that trail of like why but like let's find the meaning behind this and like right. 100% telling your life story think about it like why do we do this like, i'm like do you want on your tombstone joy the girl with the abs like no no i want the shoulders no i'm kidding yeah. i want joy had her dad's shoulders joy no i don't i don't i could give a shit about that well it's, and right. so here's the thing that i think is like so profound about that first of all bravo to you for putting that out there and i know you don't feel like you know you need like a pat on the back for it because you're like this is just how i felt but to put something out there that resonated with so many people um, gives other people permission to, to like recognize that in themselves. And that's what I was hoping because I have gotten to the point where I wish, I wish that I saw more people like me doing CrossFit who were just like unapologetic about it. And I think that that would, you know, like somebody also asked this question of like, how do you balance being a coach with being a skilled athlete? I don't balance, you know, like I just don't worry about it. Yeah. Be my athletic abilities have very little impact on my coaching abilities because you know like some people will talk about how you have to be a certain caliber athlete in order to coach that is I think that's total BS Mm -hmm. I think if you are going to a gym or you're working for a gym owner or something who like is like our coaches all have to have muscle ups or whatever like absolutely not Mm -hmm. you do not have to have a certain I mean like it's helpful to be able to demo stuff don't get me wrong and you need to know how to direct other people to move. But like, I just really don't let that get in my way. And mm-hmm. because I don't show up apologizing for the things like I don't do, people don't expect it of me. Right. It's like, I learned this when I was a wedding planner and it's just stuck with me and it re- is, rings true for almost everything in life. If something is missing from a scenario and you recognize it, but you don't say anything about it, probably no one else is going to recognize it. Like, for example, if you're getting married and you're supposed to have charger plates, which are like the plates that go under other plates. Right. And they showed up and half of them are broken. And you decided not to use them. Not one damn person at that wedding is going to be like, this wedding was great, but there just were no charger plates. Gosh, I really, really miss that I detail. I really miss the charger plates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like if I don't show up at the gym and I'm like, hey guys, I'm here to coach, but I know my arm, I know my biceps are that bring big. Bring attention to it. Let's like, just bring attention to it. No yeah. one's going to no look at me and is. be like, wow, yeah. Chris really a great coach, but man, her biceps are yeah. not big. Nope. So yeah. I think just this all comes back to like this big theme we've been working on and this working around, swirling around in this episode, which is like basically at the end of the day, you care so much more than anybody else does. And you care so much more than you need to. Like no one else is thinking about your abilities or your body or your habits at, at all, mm-hmm. let alone as much as you think they are. Mm-hmm. And you probably could re- t- could stand to relax on thinking about those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, I mean, it's definitely in our face all the time. So it's yeah. you know, like we're surrounded by that, and I think that's why I'm, I keep thinking about like if we really want to sit down and think about like why we follow this path and why we do this to ourselves and why we put all this pressure on ourselves. It's like you know, to, like we, we got it, we got in this whirlwind and on this roller coaster of like doing workouts and so many workouts every single day. And we're like, okay, so now that we, some is good, that more is better. And that could not be further from the truth. And we've said that a million times. So my challenge to everyone is like, you really just have to trust yourself and you really have to trust that yeah. t- missing a workout, skipping a workout. E- I, I would encourage people to even cut in half what they're doing right now. And I guarantee you, you can like write me hate mail if you're like, oh my gosh, I just went off the deep end. Cause here's the thing. People think if they stop like one workout, two workouts, they're going to completely lose motivation and they're just going to like here's be thing, rolled out of their house. Remember when you said yes, like, you know, you're going to have to like be forklifted Yeah, exactly. House. And here's it's just the, not going to happen. Here's the other thing. Trust me. Coming from someone who legitimately has not had a consistent workout schedule in almost three years, guess what? I'm still here. Guess what? I'm still I'm coaching. Yep. I'm still able to snatch. I'm still able. You know, there's yeah. other stuff I can't do. Like I can't do a pull up or whatever. But like, I. It's really. It's and really. Here's funny. what it comes down to. I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Nothing about my core personality has changed. If anything, I like myself more now. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same person. And I still have the same vision for myself. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it didn't, like, ruin me no. to not be consistently working out. No. And I, I 
that's my maybe that's our next challenge is like the do less challenge yeah do well, do like one or two workouts a week and then I mean, the rest of the time you're just like enjoying your life like Iceland taught me that too is like yeah this is way it. more fun to me than being in a gym I also think for the people who are sitting here being like well I have to work out five six days a week because that's my release yeah I, I would I challenge get that, that too I get that too but here's but I but, would yeah. I would challenge that that is the only way you can have a release like I think that there comes a point where it's like don't get me wrong I love the way I feel when I work out yeah I love the way that that makes me feel but if I can't work out or if something else comes up or if I don't want to I have other outlets yes. that I can diversify use. yes your stress release yeah. and and I think it's uh we can getting into that routine of that being your stress release I agree with you kind of uh restricts you from finding other things to do um I don't think stress release always has to be like a physical release but I get it I get it for sure um, and then lastly, I would say, so do less, definitely do less. Just try it out for like a week, a week. I wanted to say a month, but I think people would freak out about that. So just, just try, try it for a week. A week. Um, just kind of keep an eye on how you're feeling, like note it in your mind. And then the other thing is like, you're, you're going to think I'm feeling guilty. What, you know, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. Like we're all thinking it. Oh, I'm going to gain weight. And what I would encourage you to do is apply any type of mantra that you have, such as like my, my favorite when I need to trust in something is just leap and then it will appear. It's one of my favorites is just trust, leap and then it will appear. The outcome is going to be fine or whatever mantra that you use and apply it to this situation and just be like leap and then it, like I'm just going to go ahead and put my trust in something and I'm going to trust that it's all going to be fine. And I know that might sound extreme for some people, but for some I really do think it's anxiety provoking to like my, let go of this. Mine is you have a 100% track record of making it through hard days. Yes, like, you do because you're here. At this point, <laughs> no matter what's going to happen, between, you know, like if you are going to yeah. try something hard or if you're going to put yourself out there, so far, you are at 100% of proving that you can make it through. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing, guys. At the end of the day, if all of this turns out that it just doesn't work for you and you have to be in the gym six days a week, guess what? Go back to the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that's going to be mm -hmm. the case. All right. Should we uh, wrap up with a couple of easier, lighter questions? Yeah, sure. Um, I think there was one that was like, if you only eat one thing the rest of your life. And but not tacos. But not tacos, what could it be? sushi probably really i really like sushi i'm like i'm on a sushi kick right now are you yeah sushi um or one thing <laughs> i really want to say pancakes that's fine say pancakes <laughs> i just feel like it's so obvious i like my pancakes and i do i would just ask for a variety if i could yeah like blueberry chocolate mm -hmm. chip banana walnut exactly just mix it all up yeah i would either say sushi or <laughs> and final answer. final answer all right two more um, Two more short ones. Yes. Go-to meal for breakfast. Ooh. Eggs and bacon. Literally. I just love eggs and bacon. I kind of mix it up. Um, I really love, well, I'm always like a carby person. So I like oatmeal. I like That's toast. That's a big difference you enjoy. I run on yep. fat in the morning and she runs on carbs. I like oatmeal. I like cereals. I like anything carby. Pancakes. Yeah. I'll make like the protein pancakes. Those are pretty good actually. Mm -hmm. I like those. We, I like I the feel Kodiak like cakes yeah, the best. Yeah, we make Kodiak cakes. Yeah. Um, product recommendations. Hmm. For what? Just in general. Like, what's your new product oh, thing? Oh, you know, like it's right funny now? because someone said something about hair products. Don't Do forget, guys. Yeah. You can sign up for our newsletter and we have product recommendations and podcast recommendations every month. Girlsgonewildpodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Mm -hmm. And you will get these in your inbox with links to purchase them. Fun facts of all the great products. Yes. So right now I've been doing this little trick in the morning where I leave an eye roller for under eye bags. So okay. since I work out really early in the morning, I leave it in my car so it's cold because it's still cold at night. Oh, uh-huh. So um, I just leave it in my car and then I put that on when I'm driving to the gym so I can nice. like get... Um, and so the one I use is from Elf Cosmetics. It's like three bucks at Target and I just leave it in my car. It gets cold and then your eye puffies go away. Um, I also really enjoy the Pacifica line. It has a new body spray line at Target that's phenomenal. You were like in a body spray phase. Really big body spray phase. <laughs> I kind of feel like Debbie Gibson Electric Youth years where it was just like... I mean, you're... Um, there was like a parfume decor. Oh my God. I can't believe I just remembered the name of that <laughs> parfume decor, which is like fake body sprays in the eighties. Oh, they smelled like a baby prostitute. Um, I like a baby prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that. 
There's more, but just subscribe to our newsletter. Um, what products do I like right now? I'm just you not a product person. What really. are you using for your hair though? You're using oh, the beach spray, aren't you? I like the the Bumble and Bubble beach spray or salt spray, something like that. I like Ar- I use Argan oil, which I like. I've kind of been playing around with different shampoos. I was using Diva Curl for a while or Deva Curl, mm-hmm. and it the end product I liked the look of but first of all i felt like my hair didn't really hold the wave that i had for very long like within an hour or two it would fall mm-hmm. and it made my hair feel really like gunky oh, okay. which i did not like like the gunkiness was not worth it to me for the end result so i'm yeah. still trying to find um a good but, hair oh, product microfiber hair towel i swear by mine now oh okay i'm like obsessed takes a lot of the moisture it's, out if you have naturally wavy hair it just is so good like dries your hair in like two seconds i have super super thick hair yes it dries your hair in like two seconds it's so handy to just like wear around like has this little thing and it just like oh where'd you get it you came in our fab fit fun box awesome so you have one too oh great i'm gonna take it out it's still <laughs> packed away yeah oh my gosh that's perfect but you can get them on amazon and okay. you think like this is such a like a silly excessive thing it's not get one okay they're so wonderful see look at you with all the I products know. that's great all right um, well, I think that's it. We have, well, here's the thing. You guys like 7, you guys asked so many good questions that we're going to do a part two and we maybe are. a part three with all your questions. So if you didn't hear your question this week, we'll get to it next week. And if you want to submit a question, please email us girlsgonewad so at gmail.com. Oh, someone did say um, more funny stories about first kisses and bad first dates. He vapes now still cracks me up. It cracks us up too. And that's um, Scott's favorite title of an really? episode. <laughs> He's like, that's the best title of an episode was He Vapes Now. So good. <laughs> I was like, it's so good. <sighs> yeah. All right, guys. So remember to sign up for Camp Timeout. Join us in August and uh, submit your questions. If you didn't hear it this week, we'll get to it in the future. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Love you guys. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye.